0: This is the Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Let's go nuts! It's Jimmy Nuts! Buy out of the car! With your host, Mark Martinez. Because I'm the Mark, and I'm awesome! The Guru. Today, I'm
1: going to break it down for all you simpleton sweat hogs listening out there in Can Crusher Nation. I don't mean to come out here week after week and toot my own horn, but toot,
0: toot.
1: And the English Professor. It is I, the English Professor from the County of Kings, speaking the English
0: of the Queen. Hey, this is former WWE Superstar Duke, the Dumpster, Drossy, and you are listening to the Can Crushers Podcast. And welcome back to one of my favorite shows. What? Already? Wait a minute. Welcome back to one of my favorite shows here on Can Crushers. It's the spotlight, and it's an IWC review. I'm your host. I, I can't even get it out. Mark the mark, and eating right in front of me, what are you eating, English professor? First of all, it looks amazing. Thanks. Um, it's a, a meatball sandwich. Literally. I think it, yeah. Literally, right as I start to show you, pull this up from out of nowhere. What the hell are you doing? Well, I just got home, and I didn't get a chance to eat anything, so I thought, you know, the Magnificent Morocco
1: could eat a meatball sandwich while beating up some scrub. Could eat a meatball sandwich while doing this show. This is an easy show. This is like a this is a job show.
0: Wow, oh, I I don't.
1: So you're calling homecoming a job show? No, I'm saying covering it is so easy because it was such a good show. Oh, that it's, it's going to be like a walk in the park. I might as well eat a meatball sandwich while I'm while we're covering this.
0: Okay, okay. All right. Your hair is uh, on point tonight. By the way, I fell asleep <laughs> last night watching. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry, I'm a little bit raspy, and I'll get to that. I fell asleep last night uh, watching Dark Side of the Ring again, and it was a Dino Bravo one, and your hair looks like Dino Bravo's today. Nice, thanks. I love his hair. Prior to going blonde. I mm-hmm. Don't ever try going blonde. Ever. No, I won't.
1: I won't. Okay. I like my dark hair.
0: All right, so we're going to cover IWC Homecoming, which happened this past Saturday, but you guys heard Sunday, I was a little bit under the weather, so I might as well tell you where I am. Um, I ended up did, I ended up did calling off work, I ended up calling off work Sunday and Monday, and let's just throw it out there, um, yesterday I went and I had uh, my COVID test, Um it's out there. Three to five days, we'll find out what's up. They didn't do the rapid one, so John. I know you have not had a COVID test yet, so let's yeah. talk about these real quick, and then we'll get into homecoming. Okay, I'm eating. Just keep that in mind. The, but go ahead. Uh, do you remember Moxley and Kingston had that barbed wire bat on Saturday night? Yes. That was shoved up my nose. God Almighty! I I cried. I cried. The the lady came out, checked to make sure I was Mark Martinez, and that's who I am, right? You know me for 30 years, 30 plus now. And then the ET lady comes walking out, all space suit suit up. I thought it was maybe Space Monkey in it, but it was not. It was some young lady. I did see her face. Tilt your head back, honey. Okay. Ho bam! This thing, and I'm, now, it wasn't a barbed wire bat, but I'm telling you, what's that look like? About a foot and a half that I'm showing you, maybe? Cotton swab? It fucking hurt. It hurt. That's all I'm going to say. damn. So, um, my symptoms right now, I'm hovering around 99.9 to 101.1. Massive headache still, and... I found out last night that I now cannot taste or smell anything. And that sounds
1: like a positive to me, Mark.
0: I, I would think. Uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to throw it out there yet, but I would imagine the family's staying at home with me now, so we're chilling the most. Um, Eric, me, and Rock, him. Nice. Um, but the worst thing of I can deal with the headache. And the temperature's really not bothering me. I have a little bit of a cough here and there that I'll go for about 10 minutes at a crack. Have you ever eaten anything and just known, oh, it's cold? Oh, it's warm. That's what I get out of what I eat. Nothing. So I, wow. tested, I tested this theory because at first I had a, a Gatorade, and it was a yellow one. I thought, well, you know, it, it loses its flavor. It's the yellow Gatorade. Why the hell do we have yellow Gatorade in the house anyway? Uh, I couldn't taste that. I went to something else. I couldn't taste that. Well, this is the one I've been telling everybody. So we have a fruit tray in the house. Pineapple. When I say pineapple, you can taste that in your mouth right now, can't you? You have the distinct pineapple taste. Sure. Like it or not, I couldn't taste pineapple. Very Variacity. So you guys know I'm mature. I thought, all right, here's the tell-all tale. I took a chew. Three three little pinches, not three little pinches. This is a pinch I mean three little grains. I put it directly on my tongue. If you're a chewer and you put it directly on your tongue, you get who bam with everything. I got no wham-bam. Um wow. and then the smells the smells I've just tried random things, dirty socks, uh wet towels today, and they're not there. So But we're a wrestling podcast, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah,
1: yeah, we are. You're, you'll be in my heart until this whole thing is through. So,
0: just keep me and all of us posted. Ooh, I will. I'll give you updates as we go along. We'll, we'll, not stop the show. We, we are very technology advanced that we can do this uh, from abroad if we need to. If you have to go over to Italy so I can call you, we can make this happen. Yeah. I wouldn't it's a good go. Thing- I wouldn't go there, though, right now, either. Their numbers are getting yeah, high again, not. too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, uh, you know, keep us posted, and, and we're all thinking about you.
0: Uh, I'm rolling with it as best as I can. What else can I, I do?
1: It's a good thing we didn't go it's Saturday. It's a good thing we, we chose to, to watch it on a home device,
0: it, yep. in hindsight. Yeah. In hindsight, yeah. Well – Come on now, it was also full gear. Nothing against IWC, it was full gear, and I had something else to do prior to all that. Right. Yeah, that anniversary thing. Yeah. So we covered everything, and IWC gets its own spotlight, so it's a win-win. Perfect, perfect.
1: It all works out.
0: All right. Uh, As you eat your maybe remainder two bites, and God, it looks delicious, Uh, I want to start off by saying, well done, IWC. Uh, Tracy Smothers passed away about a week ago, and they started the whole show with a 10-bell salute. John, I did not know this. I did not know that Tracy Smothers was a two-time IWC tag team champion until Dave Kitsch announced it during the show. Yeah, I had no idea. I I don't think I
1: knew he even came through that promotion. Did you know
0: that? I, I remember him. Uh, on one of the six-packs was Jack. They were talking about it. Um, being there, or maybe a match did get covered or something, but it was probably late in the night, and Larusso and myself and Jack were just bombarded with alcohol, so I might not remember, but I do remember him saying it.
1: We started to go there right around the time Ric Flair was a special guest, I think. Right? Maybe just before that,
0: Bret Hart was the first so, one I remember.
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah. Bret Hart and and uh, Harry Smith. Um, do you know the timeline of Tracy Smothers? Coming through there? No, I don't either. Yeah, I I don't remember seeing him there. But we we talked about Tracy Smothers, and uh, um, hearing from IWC, we kind of thought we knew, but hearing it from those guys about what he meant to wrestlers coming up, um, it was pretty nice to hear that. He really had the respect of his peers and those who came before him and after him.
0: Yeah, for sure. So the cards stacked, um, 10 matches on the docket and no intermission, which, man, I can't wait to get back to court time, John. Seeing everybody there, I was kind of a little bit jonesing today when I did watch it, and I was like, ah, uh, I do like the halftime, the intermissions, because I like going up and mingling with everybody. You know that I have to make myself to Ray Lynn, and I have to go see Jack and Jimmy Nuts and Mrs. Jimmy Nuts, and everybody give Jenny my hug. I'm a social butterfly. so. Right. I need to get those. But let's talk about this card before we just ramble about my life. All right. Uh, First match is A1 Anthony Young taking on Angelic. And, John, A1's a star. He is a star. Yes, he took the loss in this match. Um, Angelic, though, has a little bit of demons in his head kind of during this match. Yeah, he went for a bite at one
1: point or thought about it or something and, and stopped himself. Um, I have to say the commentary for this match was great too because uh, those guys did a great job selling to us exactly what they think they know is going on in Angelic's head. Um, you know, let's be honest about this. We're talking about Anthony Young and he, he's a star. You're absolutely right. This was Angelic's story. Where where is he now? What's going on in his life? So we heard we heard a good bit about that. The match itself. I loved it. What a way to kick off the show. Um, these guys showed you can have fast pace action and it doesn't have to be a lot of flips. Flips are cool. We saw a couple. I mean, Angela can bounce off the ropes like, like nobody's business with, with the, the jump to the middle rope, jump to the top rope and then, you know, into the arm drag. Um, but they showed you can, you can chain wrestle fast. You know, you can strike fast um this was this was really good the only thing i would say and if i had to give the stars i'd give it 4.8 or 4.9 out of 5 the only nitpick i had and this is a nitpick during the quick exchanges when they were going for a pin and we'll talk about this again later in the other matches when they would go for a pin they didn't fully sell the pin or the kick out i know it's fast paced action make me believe you're really trying to pin that guy 10 seconds into the match. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, I saw a bit of a, I don't want to say a lazy cover because they were going a million miles an hour. And so they probably were thinking two, three, four, five steps ahead, but I need to see that pin cinched in and, you know, by Angelic, and I need to see Anthony young push out of there for all he's worth, but that's just a nitpicky thing. Otherwise this was, this was superb. What a
0: way to kick it off and, and just, just, Get our juices flowing. Yeah, you brought up the high in a little bit, and that was A1's kind of downfall. He went to the well one too many times for the Wiley veteran. Call him glory, call him Angelic, because that kind of bit him in the ass, and that's how Angelic gets the win.
1: Yeah, he went for like a 450, right? Yeah. And as the guys were saying, the pool was empty. The pool
0: was empty, yeah. It's freaking yeah. November. If your pool's yeah. still filled in November, it's a pretty cold pool.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Again, John, I agree wholeheartedly <clears throat> that this was uh, Angelic's story, and let me say this, it's about time, because we didn't know what Angelic's story was. Now at least we got a little bit into it that he's, that I'll, I'll continue to say it, I know in wrestling terms, fighting demons means so many other things, but that's what it is right now, that, you know, Gore a bad guy and Angelic's trying to be the good guy, so there's a demon trying to come back out of Angelic, and let's see what uh, what's going to happen down the line. Love it. That's a great
1: story to be told. It really is. Uh, one other thing I want to mention here is, I think it was this match w- where Nick was talking about those demons and how they're kind of surfacing, and he says, you can take, something In effect, you can take the guy out of Dixie or the South or something, but you can't take the South out of the guy. It's close. He it, He got it wrong, but it's understood what he meant, what he meant was you can take the boy out of Brooklyn, but you can't take the Brooklyn out of the boy is uh, a better analogy.
0: Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Next matchup is for the Tag Team Championship. It's Money Shot against Main Event. And this doesn't get as down and dirty as I thought because Money Shot um, gets locked and loaded and leaves pretty quick. Yeah, another great
1: match. I love tag team wrestling, and this told a great tag team story where the smaller guys got bumped around. Um, the main event kind of had their way with them. Uh, I love big wrestlers doing power moves to little guys. I've just always enjoyed this. I was a little kid, and that's what the main event did. They they bumped these guys around. Um, but the champions were tenacious. They found an opening, worked on the knee at one point, double teamed behind the ref's back. Um, man, the dime piece wouldn't stay off the
0: apron, wouldn't stay out of the action. No, all into it. Well, we didn't see her last month, so, uh, she, well, she, she was quiet last month. We'll put it this way. She kind of just lingered around. This month, she made herself known that, hey, you know, in her formal attire, I'm here. Um, speaking of
1: her, we talked to her and she said she was using quarantine to work on many things, one of which was exercising and working out. Did you see those arms when she came out? She's,
0: she's ripped. Like de- yeah, she's been pumping iron. Yeah, my God. Yeah. Um, Gannon always stays hydrated. He he drank a whole Gatorade bottle before he got to the ring. He, he probably won't get COVID. No, unlike a- <laughs> it's important to stay hydrated. It is important. Um, Calvin did commentary for this match. I liked how they switched it up. I love yeah. how they switch this up. Lendo had a match, and then somebody from the locker room or somebody. Calvin, yeah. Calvin was great. I loved yeah. his insight on this match. Perfect. Uh, not only is he a fast fashion- fashionista, he's spot on on the mic. Yeah, um, they asked him, you know, what do you think of uh,
1: the dime piece? She's like she looks okay. I would have chosen some color, but she looks
0: alright. I love that part. (laughs) I wrote that down. I wrote it down. I was going to see if you were going to say it. (laughs) Always checking stuff out. Calvin's on top of his game. Yeah, yeah. As I said, Money Shot could have got in the ring. We clearly see that. It was like the six count, and they just kind of linger outside, take the ten count, take the titles, and hightail it out of there. Gannon says this is bullshit, um, more or less. And he calls Flummer. He's like, we've never called for anything before. We're calling for it. We want a ladder match next month. And, wow, what a what a gutsy call. Uh, you know, a ladder match is pretty much an end-all match anymore. Yeah. And, wow. And, you know, I'd have to think about a tag team
1: title ladder match. I'm thinking about the women's match from about a year ago with Charlotte and Becky. Um, against the Kabuki Warriors. Do you have to get both belts? Is that the idea? I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was interesting to me is Justin coming out saying, I'm not the boss. He got that right. He said the people yeah. are the boss, and if they want a ladder match, they have one. Justin, we know before you came out of the curtain, you said, hey, Jenny, is it cool if I book a ladder match? And she said, okay, so you did.
0: Right, yeah. yeah. I'm glad you went down that because yeah. – the- There's three people in charge of IWC. Mm. Jenny Plummer, the fans, and then sixth is Justin Plummer. Right. So, yeah. yeah. I like this
1: gutsy move, man. You don't see countouts really all that much anymore in a title match because people feel like they're ripped off. They either want to see a title change or they want to see a defense. But, Mark, we grew up on – Greg Valentine getting himself counted out against the Junkyard Dog. Uh, Ric Flair getting ripped in half for 45 minutes by Lex Luger. And, and the Andersons run in. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. We, bar- we rarely got clean finishes. So this was a throwback. I, I enjoyed the finish to this.
0: And it's in the chase. Now we get a rematch. It, Yeah, I agree. Um, more on money shot later because both of them kind of do some commentary and – Prior to watching Homecoming, yes it happened on Saturday. I uh I was on social media on Sunday and Monday and the Mandime has some words to uh say and he says I'm during this one match which piques my interest and when we get there I'll bring it up. And it's not the next thing. The next thing is Jock talking about the last pay-per-view and Wardlow, how he got screwed over, and he doesn't care if it's Andy Palace or Jack Pollock who's going to take him on. Um, he's just taking a month off because he was screwed over. Um, great promo. Um,
1: I, legit heat. I mean, it's telling people, you know, you're all pieces of shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hope. I hope your car breaks down on the way home tonight. I hope you stop and get something to eat, and your food sucks. What that does is it it keeps him on your mind. Yeah. If you go through the drive-thru, you're like, man, that burger sucked. Who are you going to remember? Yeah. Right. Jock, Jock Samson. You got a flat tire, and you're like, you know what? That, that cocksucker wished this on me,
0: and now look what happened. Great, great promo, man. I loved it. Uh, next match is big-time Deputy Don Murphy taking on big-time Big Collier and... Bill Collier. Yeah, that's what I said, right? You said big-time big big, time big Collier. Yeah, big, right. big, big, He's, big. Yeah, two big guys, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Regulators out there with Deputy Don and CJ. CJ, you missed this. Yeah. You outright missed this. It... it, it it extends the story. I love, I love it. I love that Collier's still, uh, enamored with the regulators. Um, but holy moly. CJ, you've heard Dylan Bostic take chair shots to anything before. You didn't even hear a chair shot this time. Deputy Don was just laid out, uh, from a chair shot. From not a chair shot. It, yeah. CJ, this one's on you. Collier, you should attack CJ. So, yeah, it's a DQ finish. Um,
1: if, you get, if you didn't see it, guys, there was a chair thrown into the ring. Uh, I guess Collier intercepted it and used it on um, some of the uh, regulators while the referee was distracted. And when he turned around, he saw Bill Collier with the chair in his hand, saw his opponent laid out, and called for a DQ. Um, this was maybe a couple of minutes. If that. Yeah. Um like you said, I like the story you told. I would have liked, and look, this this was like three hours and fifteen minutes, the whole show. I wish they'd given these guys a couple more minutes. Because while I liked big time, no selling the punches and the chops and everything, I really wanted to see him bump him around a little more. I would have loved to have seen his fall away slam. Damn it, the we just, fall away slam—it's one of the best of the business. We
0: talked about that Sunday. We did. Yeah,
1: I would love to have seen Razor Ramon one, two, three kid type of stuff, like <laughs> kicking him in the head while he's down and just kind of mushing him and that sort of stuff. And it could, it still could have been quick, but I could have used just a few more moves to show him just utterly beating the shit out of this guy. Nevertheless, they they told the story they wanted to tell, and
0: he's got two wins now over big time. Well, one was in, yeah, one wasn't a full win over big time. It was just part of uh, elimination in, Correct. yeah. This was yeah. a legit win, though, over big yeah. time Bill
1: Collier. Yeah. It, it's in the re- the record books. Doesn't say the record book doesn't say DQ or count out. All it says is the winner's name. And on
0: that night, Bill Collier got a loss. Next up, we have Sam Adonis against Cole Carter. Man, we talk about A One a lot, and everybody talks about A One and how he's he's A One. He's up and coming. Cole Carter is A Two. I love. Yeah. Everything about this kid, Uh, Sam Adonis, we can't speak enough about because he is is a professional's professional. Um, Nystrom's on the mic this time.
1: Yeah. um, One thing I I noticed about this match is I don't know if Adonis would want the praise because he seems to really be committed to helping out younger talent. And and Carter's got a bright future. Um, He made this kid look like a star. He really did. You watch this match, Sam Adonis is a pro in every sense of the word. He can do anything, and it's what the commentators are saying. You want a fast-paced match, you want a lucha match, you want a brawl, you know, call on Sam Adonis.
0: Um, The guy just tells a story and keeps you hooked from bell to bell. Yeah. Uh, Sam gets the win. Big shots, big moves in this match. I I really like this match. I did. Yeah, so some high-impact stuff, some top-rope stuff.
1: Um, there was a scary moment there where, where Carter lost his footing. And I'm not sure what he was going for. And he dropped Adonis almost on his head. Um, it was pretty scary. Fortunately, you know, thankfully everybody's okay. Um, and again, you know, Adonis kind of got to a point where he was done playing nice. And, you know, when he decided this was over, and that's the thing, is he can take the whole sort of professional wrestling entertainment aspect and add reality. Like, he's dancing, he's clapping his hands. All right, this kid's hung around a little
0: too long. I'm just going to knock him him. out. Exactly, exactly. I I love Sam Adonis. Yeah, I agree. Uh, We get a promo from Palace, how he deserves it more than Pollock. John, both of these promos, Uh, let's loop in uh, Jack's right now that's in a little bit during the show but we can talk about both of them man the passion from both of these guys uh was unbelievable yeah
1: I, I liked both I particularly like Jax because it was so different like you read from a piece of paper at first like, I just want to you know keep this simple A few things I want to say I like you you've been my friend you're good wrestler whatever just you know basic compliments now that was interesting and I would have been okay with that And then then walk out. Yeah. Yeah. But then he crumbles up the piece of paper. And, and you know, well now it's time to get real and, and tell you some other things about how I'm feeling. And he tore into him. Like, I don't give a shit how long you've been here. You're not entitled to anything. You say you deserve this and you haven't had a title shot in this long. Let's go down the list. You've had more title shots at every belt than anybody
0: else. So why are you complaining? He actually, let me scroll ahead. He, he called him um, Palace uh, got lit because he's the, the biggest IWC bitch, is pretty much what he called him.
1: Um He also said, and again, this is the beauty of it, Uh when Al Snow says, make them guess what's real, he talked about what the boys in the back say about Andrew Palace. And you just wonder, is any of this based in reality? Is this all part of the show? But... It gets you engaged. You know, is there one thing that maybe Palace did that rubbed somebody the wrong way? And then you just build on that, you know, and maybe you exaggerate real life or maybe the whole thing
0: is fabricated. I don't know. But it it hooked me, man. It 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 was a good promo. A number one contenders match is the main event. We have a tag team championship match, a women's championship match, a high stakes championship match, and a super indie. Four other titles were on the line that could have been the main event. And IWC, with the big cojones they have, say, No, we're going to take player A and player B and make this number one contenders match the main event. And then just throw tidbits in. And, yeah, you're hooked by the end of the show. You really are hooked. And they did it great on social media as well. Yeah. Um, Next match, though, is the culmination against Hardcore Hammer Time and Alexander Apollo. And let me start off by saying this. And listen to all of this, IWC talent, fans, and everything, because it's going to come off wrong, but you have to listen to what I'm saying. This match was sad, okay? And I don't mean the match. Hardcore Hammer Time, we've spoken about uh, a couple months ago. They never got their one on one title match with Money Shot or any tag team champion, and they should have. So I'm kind of pissed that they're just in a six man match right now for this. Um, on the same aspect, uh, COVID has completely ran rough shot over culmination. Culmination started this year with Atticus Coger getting the reset button in January um, and has not been seen since. Uh, injuries, this, that, or the other, have really kind of hurt uh, Culmination. And I think they would have had a epic takeover, kind of like the brood or the Ministry of Darkness, sort of, in IWC, which we haven't seen in a long time. John, when we started going to IWC, um, who was it with the, the face paint? That, uh, the Dead Wrestling Society? Yeah. The Society of yeah, Dead yeah. Wrestlers? Or whatever. I love those guys. Um, they scared the shit out of both of our children. <laughs> Literally scared the shit out of both of our children. They didn't come for a while because they thought there was actually going to be a death at, at an event. So, all right, here comes the culmination. The boys are a little bit older. Um, they, they could have spun with that with the culmination, and we haven't seen it in a while. And I just, I feel for both teams having kind of be shit on a little bit. But the match itself, all right, I was just saying the storylines. That's why I said give me a minute to explain that. The match itself was great. I, I, I loved, I love this match. Remy stepping it up. We... We see at the end of the match, uh, Bourne probably gone from the culmination. Uh, we get another beatdown. Otis looks like he's back in full form. I, they have a month. Can they pull off 2020? Uh, the match itself, we
1: got a little bit of everything. Um, we got some, some heavy hitting by the country hammer. You know, we saw the two big guys running into each other, trying to shoulder block each other. Neither man would budge. Um, Help me out with, the, not Hooven, the, the younger kid Apollo. The team. Apollo, thank you. We saw some fast-paced action. We saw some high-flying action from him. Uh, and then you, you get Hooven in there, who can do all of that, any of that. It's a really good tag team match. And, of course, you get the culmination with the dirty tactics and the cheap tricks and Remy choking on the ropes and, and digging his knee into the guy's, you know, neck when the ref isn't looking and, and all that sort of stuff. This had it all. Um, it had a nice double-team finish uh, from Hardcore Hammer um, that ends with essentially a, a frog splash by the big boy, by the hammer, the, the country hammer for the three. Um, then they come back. Culmination does. So Apollo's teammates figure this is over. They start to make their way back to the locker room. Culmination comes back and really do a number on this kid. And I wish I could remember, or I could have heard what Remy said, but it was something about resetting, not shock the system, but reset the something, right? Reset
0: the system.
1: It it was a system. Oh, okay.
0: Because they still have the reset button. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. And I wonder if that, um, is foreshadowing his partner coming back or maybe does he take over, um, the only thing where it was a little unclear is why their partner left. They, you know, the, the commentary team was telling us there was miscommunication. And they were upset with him. But I think if you were there live, it might have been a little confusing as to what the hell was going on. It was for me anyway. Uh, because he, he
0: took the pin. Uh, I, I, essentially, uh, he, would, yeah, he took yeah, the yeah, pin yeah. and, they that you makes, know.
1: He's the one that got squashed, yeah, by the splash. Yeah, yeah you're right.
0: Okay. I, I want to say to Jamie, and this is my nitpick, um Jamie, great pin, but when you're pinning them, you really tied him up. You lifted his shoulder up a little bit. You, you have to make sure that, you know, when you, when you
1: are
0: reefing on his head that uh, you don't lift his shoulder up because, essentially, you got a two count. And then yeah. it was over. But, again, yeah, nitpick. It was just, It was my
1: thing. Um, a couple of things I want to mention. This is kind of reminding me of early 90s WWF. The coincidences. Like, the culmination. They're, they're ne'er-do-wells. They're, they live on the dark side. Their combined weight is 666 pounds. What? Yeah. Oh, my. What are the chances of that? Right? Yeah. Um... I- I, good, yeah. good years. I didn't hear that. Yeah, Van Dimes from Intercourse, Pennsylvania, and weighs two hundred whatever point sixty nine pounds. Um, who was it that came out? And he's weighed in, in fluid ounces. Oh, the best smelling. Uh, Chase Cole. Chase Cole. Yeah, he, he's he weighs himself in fluid ounces. So it's interesting to me. Like you know, Henry Oliver Godwin and Phineas Irvin Godwin were hog and pig farmers. Yes time you find your calling in life, right? And
0: then, and then wrestling just, is just your second-hand thing. Exactly. Yeah, things just work out that way. It does work out. Next match up is Super Hentai, who, uh, guys, if you've never listened to our interview with super hentai go way back in the archives and <clears throat> excuse me and find that that was a great interview he forgot he how many people he's trained in IWC one being Elias I'll never let him live that down and I'm like don't you remember he's like oh my god yeah I do remember training Elias or Logan Shulo <laughs> known back then um super hentai takes on bulk nasty with Xander um running around like a lunatic and Mandime's on the mic and this is John where I have to stop again and say Mandyme put something out Sunday have it be Monday about recruiting other people this that and the other um and he says during this match man don't you think uh balk would look good in a suit
1: yeah yeah and they they said like you know he can, he can't just pull it off the rack yeah and Mandyme said don't worry I know people that would be interesting. Yeah. We, um, ah, man, if he hears this, he could just knock our heads together and shake all the teeth out of our heads. We used to rag on him. I mean, let's be honest. We did. Oh, a lot. We, we once in a while. Uh, you know, he needed some work way back when, but you know what? He did the work. He's good. He reads good too. He does. He reads well. The crowd didn't know what the hell they were chanting. Uh. He reads well.
0: Um No, but he's good. This was a good match. I really enjoyed this. This was... A, um, the main event match, different match, different event, different everything. For, besides the main event, this was my match of the night. I loved this match. I love teacher student. I love that they were friends. I love the respect that they had for each other. I love that whole storyline all the time. Falk's a much bigger man. Super hentai still looks amazing. His thighs his thighs have gotten more in shape than I don't know, you and Jimmy Nuts wrestling together. Not that I know what that means, but my God. Uh I love this match. I loved everything about it. This was just a respect match, and yeah, I, wow. I um, the only thing I would say, uh, not even
1: negative. I would have um, ended it where because you know they were talking about how they were both going for the power slams, British Bulldog style power slam, and Hentai for his size, and then as you know, you consider his opponent size unbelievably strong whether he could have lifted him up but then sold it like he could not then gave the crowd the thumbs up like I got him he hoisted this guy who's probably got a hundred pounds on him like his, sh- on his shoulder like he was a sack of flour then he hits the power slam gets to I think right gets maybe goes through there doesn't go for the pin but jumps up and plays to the crowd and bulk completely no-sells a power slam and gets right back up I love that when hentai turn around and He got blasted with one of the hardest spears, then got hit with a power slam of his own. I'm okay with the two count there. I thought it would have been cool if it ended there.
0: Yeah, I don't think I needed the top rope slam. They don't. They didn't.
1: They really didn't. It looked a little uneasy up there. I would have rather have seen it like I taught this guy this move, and he knows how to absorb it, and now he just turned it around on me. And that would have played well into the whole teacher-student
0: story. I, I agree. With the Addis spear. with the the spear was like this the uh the salad before the meat. Right. 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 Steak and uh, eggs. The eggs yeah. before the steak. There you go.
1: Still as it stands, great match. Very, very good. If you can't tell
0: folks, we loved this card. Yeah, we love yeah. this card.
1: We we said the last one there were some snoozers and you know, we talked about the rain, it was outdoors.
0: This one kicked ass. This one came back strong. Ray- Ray Lynn with Calvin uh, is going to defend the Women's Championship. She is the longest reigning IWC Women's Champion against Katie Arquette going for her third championship. This was also the battle of the best looking dog because Ray Lynn just got a new puppy and Katie Arquette has bear who is uh, a couple of years old who just celebrated a birthday as well so this was uh for the women's title and who had the best dog did you know that I didn't know it was about who
1: had the best dog I've seen I'm pretty sure she had posted pictures of Bear somehow I'm sure I've seen her dog uh, I'm not familiar with Ray Lynn's dog though
0: yeah it's a it's a new legit puppy only a couple of weeks yeah. not uh, a couple of weeks old you know 12 13 yeah. weeks old now but yeah 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 it was a about who had the best dog. Oh, so it, it's
1: all or nothing. So basically you win both things here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Double down. down. Um, so she was shooting for her third championship. Uh, Katie Arquette. Is that a record? Do you know? Yes, it is. So Britt was a two time champion. Yes. Okay. So three would make, uh, would break a record.
0: And she did. Let's and spo- she did. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 Spoiler. She did. Yeah. Um, Earlier, I mentioned in the opening match, the chain wrestling that was so good, but the pins were a little sloppy, and I said I'd refer to that again. Um, This match was all of that, and the pins were tight. So you saw like the chain wrestling in the beginning, um, but when the ladies went for the pin, particularly um, Katie Arquette, um, bigger, stronger, really cinching down on the pin, it took everything... Ray Lynn had to kick out made me believe this could be over in the first 45 seconds. The way Katie Arquette's going for that pin, good chain wrestling, good strikes, great chops in the corner. Um, Arquette litter up. Um. Uh. There was that double knee that, uh, I can never remember this, the, the meat Meteor- Sasha does. It's called the Meteora. Meteora. I will remember that. Um, uh, who who hit it? Uh, Raylan. Raylan, thank you. Oh, yes, Raylan geez hit one. It Louise, really nice. Uh, I couldn't think of the move. I couldn't think of the person. Anyway, Raylan hit a really nice meteora. Um, good match. And there's some
0: confusion at the end. Raylan, Our girl, yeah. First of all, Calvin kind of gets involved a little bit, gets taken out, and then Ella comes out. And I don't know if she doesn't understand that. Raylin hit the Ray KO and had the victory. She tosses the belt in. Raylin turns around and pretty much says, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. And then, boom, Falcon Arrow, one, two, three. Raylin loses the title and is just gone. Um, so when she came out, she had caused a distraction
1: that seemed to help her friend, right, Raylin, Right. Uh. But then, yeah, like you say, she caused a distraction that ends up costing Raelynn, and I just don't know where her head was. Maybe she thought, I don't know she turned her back and thought it was over and threw the
0: belt in the ring and said, yay, we won. Um, Ella had a rough night, because we're going to hear more about yeah. her in a minute or so. Rough so night.
1: Wh- what do you think uh, this does for Team Labar? Because they, the guys talked about this. He's the sort of person who, once he's done with you, he dumps you. Um, and if Rayland's not the champion anymore.
0: I, I could see him dumping Raylin, but I can't see. Katie has been burned by yeah. everybody in that IWC locker room on the female side. Uh, uh everybody from Britt to Aminata to da 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 to your wife and my wife and your daughter. She's just been burned. She's going to be a loner. I have to, she cannot trust Labar. No, I would no be way. pissed if she would trust Labar again. No way, she goes back to him.
1: I'm a big fan of hers. I'm glad she won. I was rooting for her. Um, yeah, new women's champion. And I think, based on what the guys were teasing, this sets up a program with the Queen, Queen Aminata. Right? It makes perfect sense. This is how you book fights. The Queen of the Silver Screen against Queen Aminata.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, Nothing's yeah. been announced yet for for the women's title. We do have two big matches announced for December that we'll get there at the end of the recap. Um, next matchup, as we already talked about the Jack Pollock promo, is the super indie match between Brian Pillman Jr. and Spencer Slade. Um, John and I are going to echo each other again here. Th- there's just something about Pillman that doesn't grab us yet. I don't know. We didn't talk about this match on uh, text or offline before we started the show or anything. I thought this was going to be Spencer Slade's time. I thought Pillman was going to hold it a little bit. Slade gets this title uh, with his new-found arrogance or whatever you want to say. Um, I was pulling for him, too. I, I have a little bit in my heart for Spencer Slade, have him be good, bad, ugly, or whatever. I love the guy. I, I love everything about him. Um, his spear that he hit on Pillman uh, near the end of the match, good Christ, was that amazing. Um, we've seen Slade... Uh, Tackling other promotions now, too, as he's in OVW. So Spencer Slade's getting his name out there. Uh, um, But you see, Pillman just a little bit smarter. That ankle lock, he knows how to reverse it and he gets the win with the pin off of the ankle lock. But uh, a great match. A great match. Um, Again, we might be in a minority, John, that there's just something about Pillman Jr. that's not there yet for me. I would agree with that. Um, I'm a big fan of
1: Spencer Slade. What was interesting is. The commentary from Zach Nyström. So these guys were friends, right? Zach turned heel and and joined uh, Team Big League. Um, Now you have he's his former partner doing commentary, and you're still not really sure which way, uh, kind of how he feels about him. Like on the one hand, he'll compliment him and say he's college educated. Which is why he knows whatever that hold or that reversal. But that'll say. Then again, everybody graduates college these days. He's really not that bright. Uh, you know, he I saw, did. Yeah, right. Come on. Uh, you're walking, by the way. He, uh, <laughs> you're da- uh, You're a dick. Good point, though. You know, he saw the light and realizes he doesn't need these fans. Um, but he's still you know, stupid, and they, they talked about how he's hearing impaired, and how he's used that as motivation, but I think Zach Nystrom said, uh, you know, he's used it as an excuse or a crutch or something, so his commentary was back and forth, like, we were friends, but there's still some some hurt feelings. Um, i really enjoyed this match. What came to mind for me was... 21 years ago or so when Bret Hart wrestled Chris Benoit uh, as an homage to an ode to Owen Hart. Uh, After Owen passed away, they wanted to wrestle each other in in his honor. And Bret has said like he could feel the crowd as he put it, sort of sitting on their hands, meaning like, when are these guys going to get going? What's going on? And there was a point in this match where I felt like, when are these guys going to get going? But when they did the payoff was there. You, you, there was a feeling out process that probably took longer than today's wrestling fan can handle, but these guys took their time and when it finally, you know, when they finally went balls to the wall, it worked. It, it, the payoff was worth the wait. It really was. This this fantastic match that told a great story, and in the end, Pillman wants to shake hands, Um but there's no sportsmanship there.
0: Not from Slade. I no. love it. His suplexes are amazing. Slade's suplexes are just amazing. Yeah. Yep. Go back and listen to that interview as well with Slade. We have a lot of interviews from everybody on this card, by the way. Um, next match is a high stakes match. It's a six man scramble. You have RC Dupree, Johnny Patch, Chase Gold, uh, Jace Carr, uh, Philip Archer, and Sean Phoenix. This match, um, I believe, I'm going to get this wrong, but I'm going to say it anyway. Mambo Italiano at one point was supposed to be in this match. Um He had since got injured and I believe Sean Phoenix slid in and took his spot for um just to help him out. You know, not really to help him out because if Sean Phoenix would have won, he would have been the champion and Mambo would have been screwed again. But this, at first when this all came out, it was going to be Mambo. Mambo gets hurt and he's out. Um, Another match where Ella Shea causes havoc, but not in the right way. She hits her own man. Um, this is all over the place. And I want to say something to Nick. Um, he, he was talking about, and it's about my situation right now, how uh, he doesn't want to smell lavender and vanilla. Nick, I would love to smell <laughs> lavender and vanilla right now. Anything. I just want to smell. Um, that was just a joke. Uh, I wish I could smell that now. Um, Nick gave shots, uh, shout outs to our boys at 2 to 1 Media. So, this is the time where we going to take our time and talk about Jeremy and those guys real quick. Guys, if you need, uh, videographers to record weddings or wrestling events, anything like that, get a hold of 2 to 1 Media. They are amazing. Um, they can help you out with music, uh, listen to our podcast intro. They can do great feeds like this, go back and watch some of the old IWC within the last couple of months. They got the damn drone that I love that Jeremy, I know I was hoping that you could get the drone in there somehow, but you're worried about cutting people's heads off again. It's a price to pay that you're going to have to get that drone in court time. Jeremy, you really yeah, how are. How bad do you want it?
1: How bad do you want
0: it? How bad do you want it? They're great. Yeah. So shout out to our boys at two to one media again, but this match this match was crazy.
1: It was. Uh you mentioned Ella Shea. She can't stay out of her own way. Just a bungling you know, I hate to say this, just kind of a bungling idiot. She keeps doing the wrong thing.
0: Yeah. Stay out of the way. Why? We we've praised her for the last three months and now Yeah. This this match, this event, she just looks like uh, she was Curly from the Three Stooges' sister. That's well said. Yeah, yeah, tripping over her own two feet. Um, So,
1: unlike Team Big League, which, well, the, the money shot that takes the count out to keep their belts, R.C. Dupree goes out of his way to... Put his belt on the line, really. When you think about it, he has had no champion's advantage the last two matches. The, I, yep. The lock, the painting on the easel match or whatever. Whoever puts the painting on the easel wins. This match, you've got six competitors. Whoever scores the first pinfall or submission is a champion. I, it doesn't have to be R.C. Dupree. It doesn't have to factor in. So he's a gutsy champion. Um, it's no secret, guys. Um how I feel about these sorts of matches and I won't pull punches. I hate these sorts of matches. I really do. Um, This was good though. This was good. The individual um, bits of action between the different competitors were very, very good guys got involved at the right time. Um, I'll still never be a fan of two guys doing great work
0: and, you know,
1: four guys catching some Zs on the outside.
0: Uh, That was my beef, that we had a lot of stuff going around on the outside, Uh, people jumping off the ring, a lot happened to that um, during this match. Another one of my things is R.C. really wasn't in the ring a lot during this match. Uh, He kind of snuck in and got the victory um, at the tail end.
1: Yeah, I would think if you're the defending champion and you can lose it, Whatever, However many combinations you can make of six people, you know, um, you'd want to be involved as much as possible. So I would have liked to have seen him maybe working a little harder in this match, breaking up pins. We saw a little bit of that here and there, but not enough to make me believe that guys were trying to stop other guys from winning the match. Again, individual pieces of action between two, three competitors. Excellent. Excellent. Um, You get six people involved. It's just too many.
0: After the match, though, we see where this is going. John, would you take a hundred thousand dollars for a title?
1: Holy cow! Yeah, yeah, of course. Pay yeah. off my car. Pay off my
0: house. The Lebanon and
1: then and then win it back. Kick his ass and win it back.
0: Right. Yeah. Lebanon Don yeah. comes out, offers RC hundred thousand dollars for the title. RC says no chance, and then Tito beats him down. Um, I like that. I, I do like not not that I like seeing RC get beat down. I, I like that story. Um, I would have taken the money. I really would have taken the money. And then, just like you said, you know, you you just lost the title, you surrendered the title, whatever you want to say, tell Plumber, hey, uh, next month I want this bag of shit in the ring. Plummer would ask Jenny. Jenny would say, all right, let's check with the fans. Everything would be good. Plumber can come out and pretend he made the announcement, and we're good to go. Exactly, yeah. It's a little roundabout, but... You know, he's got a shot to get his belt back. And then he's uh, the longest reigning and most multiple high-stakes champs ever, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see where that goes. Bad decision, RC. Yeah, it was. Maybe we need to reach out to him and find out what the hell's uh, wrong. I'd give it up for $100,000, too. Yeah. That would really help. Wow. Yeah. Um, Main event time, it's Jack Pollock against Andrew Palace, And the regulators are on the mic this time. Imagine that. Imagine that, the regulator David Lawless, because uh, apparently Dan Murphy can't talk, but Lawless can speak. He's a lawyer. Yeah, and I never
1: knew how important it was to have a law degree uh, in professional wrestling. You know, side story, years ago, um, I was in the, uh, in the coffee industry here in Pittsburgh as a roaster, and there was one couple that they were just a little too... I know somebody
0: I else know. in the coffee industry, too.
1: Did yeah, hmm. uh, say it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, I won't give up his, his daytime job. Uh, but they were like they were engineers or, or, or rocket scientists, they went to college for something, you know, some science. And they tried to, in an interview, a paper interview, they said they use their degrees every day when they brew coffee i'm just like you know what you're kind of overstating things here you brew coffee relax you're not it's not rocket science literally maybe i'm wrong because lawless showed what a law degree can do for a professional wrestler and those who don't have a law degree don't know the things he knows yeah so kudos to him it's just it's It's more people who who do other things that have found their way into the world of professional wrestling and are using their other skills to better themselves in this business. Why the
0: hell not? You, an English professor, part of a top 50 podcast. Exactly. I'm using mine because I have a communications degree. But, yeah. So that's where we're at. (sighs) Okay, the match. okay, uh, yeah, yeah, let's get there. This match uh was everything, everything, everything I wanted it to be. I thought right off the bat, you're gonna see two different styles that you know, Pollock's gonna bring his hard car iconism and Mania and Andrew Palace is gonna be running around. They just beat the living fuck out of each other. Yeah. is what they did. yep. Uh, I remembered after
1: watching this while I was watching, I remembered an IWC event when uh, DJ Z was the champion. Um, those who don't know, he's on NXT now as a member of uh, Legado del Fantasma. Uh, Joaquin Wild. Um, you can remember that, but you can't remember... Raylan, or whatever the hell I could remember before. Yeah, yeah. Meteora and Raylan. Yeah. Uh, by the way, that uh, this is not a knock on Mustafa Ali. I really like him a lot, but that getup he had there for a while is essentially what what DJ Z used to wear. And I think he wore it early on as walking wild when he first, you know, appeared on NXT. But the reason I bring him up is when we were leaving, you and I went up to, him and I said, that was an awesome match. You know, he defended the title. And I said on a card stacked with great matches, yours was the best. And he said, thank you. I'm um, Thanks for telling me that. And that's the way it ought to be. The main event ought to be the best match. So, you know, we always we love Al Snow. We bring up Al Snow and we get into the heated debate of Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant was better than Macho Man versus the Dragon because that's what sold the show. That's debatable. That's how he feels. But boy, is it great when the match that sells the show steals the show. And that's what this did. This was the main event and it lived up to it. Um, again, there was a point where there was a feeling out process, good, solid Matt wrestling. And then it clicked that a world title shots on the line and they were done being nice.
0: Yeah. And and they brought it there. There's nothing. I mean, we can get into every punch, every move and everything, but you need to watch it. Uh, the match just stole the show. Two guys, two legends in the IWC business in Pittsburgh pro wrestling, this laid it on the line for their next match. Not because they have a title, not because they have to do that. They want that opportunity at Jock Sampson in the IWC Heavyweight Championship.
1: Good 25 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. Never got old. You nope. know what I mean? It, it stayed fresh the entire time. Uh, they stayed busy. They, they weren't napping in between moves. Good, good stuff. They sold this like a big-time fight. They, they talked shit all over each other leading into this and then had the utmost respect for each other when the fight was done. And Good
0: when, stuff. And when was the fight done, the regulators came in, beat them both down, and we saw a returning big-time Big Collier come in. I did it again. Big-time Bill Collier come in and make the save. Pollock grabs the mic from Lendl and says, Plummer, I'm tired of this shit. Uh, I'm the number one contender, and I want my match next month on December 5th um, in a cage for that title. How do the uh,
1: IWC cage matches work? I know there are pins, but do they incorporate the escape rule too
0: or no? I don't remember. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. I think the War Games ones, yes, but... Um, the IWC cage is a little bit wonky that you have to kind of like climb in from hell to get into it because the, 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 the it, it's, it's not Madison Square Garden, you know, right.
1: it, it's a, yeah. it's a gymnasium, but yeah, you know, they, their cage matches are
0: great. I love their cage matches. I agree. Paul is a veteran of them. Yeah. Yeah. So two match. Uh, all right. Let's grade this and we'll talk about. Well, no, let's talk about what's coming up first. I'm just okay. going to be all over the place. So on De- December 5th, we have, uh, I believe it's going to be called Pittsburgh Classic again. It's always happening in December. Um, you're going to have the tag team titles up. It's going to be the main event against Money Shot in a ladder match for the tag team titles. Stoked about that. And then the heavyweight championship is going to be Jack Pollock, who's the number one contender, Taking on Jock Samson, who is a champion, in a steel cage, fifteen foot high steel cage. Damn! So, two matches already fell in yeah. the show.
1: Two two matches, both title matches, both with special stipulations, and that's what makes title matches fun. Uh, when something's on a ladder, when something's on a pole, when they're, you're in a cage, stuff like that—that that makes it a lot of fun. I, both of these matches are going to be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Um, legit, I hope to watch it live instead of, you know, down the line. I am um, I should be good to go by then. That's three weeks away, so uh, yeah. unless something else happens in my life. But overall, let's do our ratings, and then we'll wrap the show up by telling everybody where they can find us and talking a little bit about Collar and Elbow. So, John, I think I know out of six beers where you're going, but you can go first. Six. Absolutely no question about
1: it. They rebounded. They had a six, then they had like a three or three and a half, I think, last time. Uh, definitely a six. This was one of the best cards I've seen all year.
0: John, I I agree. Uh, we We bragged and we gloated and we promoted and we did everything about back in business, how we said that could possibly be IWC's event of the year. Well, homecoming just became IWC's event of the year. Um, and that, that was a hard one to top, and they did it. Yeah. No, hands down. I love Super Indy. I love being there. Um, you're back in your home stadium, arena, whatever. <sighs> Perfectly named homecoming, and they brought it. Six beers from both of us. Man, IWC, thank you for loving us because we love you. Well said, yeah. All right, guys. Uh we love doing these IWC recaps, but we have we have to do some some work here at the end. So I have my hoodie on trying to sweat out anything that I can possibly sweat out from collar and elbow. They have hats, hoodies, tees, uh Chad Gadspar animal. Um guys, if you didn't know, Chad is going to get that animal uh design as a tattoo on him, he got the, okay, go ahead. So, uh, if you want any of the cool things from collar and elbow, John, we have some type of promo code. Do you know what it is? I do know what it is. Uh, it is can crushers, all one word, capital
1: C in can capital C in crushers, all one word. And that will get you 10% off when you use that promo code. And that's, that's a nice hefty thing. You've ordered from it a couple times. I have. And, There was one time where it essentially worked out to saving me shipping, which, Mark, I know I've said this to you plenty of times. I've said it on the show. You know how much I love free shipping and free parking. Uh, When we go to Pirates games, you're like, just park closer. I'll pay. I'm like, no, we're parking here. It's free. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Shipping them all for. I hate. I'd rather pay for parking and be in and out. But nonetheless, yeah. Collar Noble guys, not only do they have cool designs, the wear of the shirt doesn't, you know, go down after you wash them and dry them 150 times like I do. They're still comfortable all the time. Really check them out. And like I said on Sunday show, I know their uh, winter stuff um, is right around the corner. You're going to get some new designs and everything. So that's awesome. I can't wait to see what they are. It's
1: on my uh, Christmas list. It was a Christmas
0: present, the Mean Gene one, I think a couple of years
1: ago. Um, And I got uh, a few more. Um, But I've got some stuff on my wish list. So hopefully my wife checks that out.
0: Yeah, hopefully my wife. Gets me some collared elbow shirts. Hopefully my wife checks it out this year too. Guys, you can find this on Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. You can ask Alexa to play Cannes Crushers, and she will. Um, th- several. We're all over anywhere that we, podcasts are found. Boom, we're there. Find us, listen to us. Go back um, on our website or Buzzsprout, and you'll be able to find all our archived uh, interviews. If you want to listen to anything, say you're watching the IWC Network for only nine ninety nine a month and then you listened to Super Indie last year, or this year's Super Indie, and you want to hear what we had to say about it, go back and listen to it. And then write to us at cancrusher69 at gmail.com, or go on any social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and it's all at cancrusher69. Tell us we're a bunch of idiots, or that you agree with us, because we love that. And we're going to we're gonna have Ask Can Crushers Coming on, uh, what do you say, John, about three weeks before we do another Ash Can Crushers? Because those are fun. They are. I was just going to ask you about that. I love when people write in
1: and ask us questions. Um, Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Anytime.
0: Anytime. Yeah, you don't have to wait for Ask Can Crushers. But we designate one whole show to Ask Can Crushers. It's not just fans. We've had talent from the NWA write in. Uh, Calvin sent us a question one time. We've had uh, wrestlers from OVW right in. Just wanted to pick our brain of, you know, our nonsensical thoughts in wrestling. Guys, we love doing this show for us, but we love doing it for you as well. So we want to continue to grow, be there, and just have that wrestling corner locked down here on Can Crushers, because we love you. Yeah, that's well said. And and I'm honored, actually, that Calvin Couture
1: reached out to us, because Sharp Dresser... Good-looking guy, smart guy, and he
0: actually cares what we think. He does care what we think. Yeah. He's a nice guy. So do you know how to end this, John? I'm going to let you end it all by yourself today.
1: All right. Remember, Mark, just because you're trash, it doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called a garbage can, not a garbage cannot.